Welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Podcast Series. This podcast is an excerpt from PwC's Tax Reform Readiness Webcast Series, held on December 12, 2018, addressing the new proposed foreign tax credit regulations. The panelists for the webcast were Mike DeFranzo, Mike Erse, Nini Dewar, and John Harrell, all PwC tax partners in our international tax services practice. This excerpt consists of a general discussion among the panelists regarding the foreign branch basket rules, the Section 78 gross-up rules, and transition rules. Have a listen. Okay, foreign branch baskets. Um, This is one that I think everyone was worried about, the complexity that was going to come out of this, and was it going to look a little bit like uh, the DCL rules. Um, So, John, back to you with another really complex area to take us through. I I think... um as with all of these new concepts, getting one's head around both sort of the foundational elements of what a branch is for for these purposes and also what income is attributable to those branches has led to a lot of conversations and thinking. Um, You know, before these regs came out, we only had a, a single sentence in the statute really that articulated what those concepts might be. And now, of course, the regs have added quite a bit of architecture uh, to that question, and and so, you know, as as everyone has branches, uh, you you have to begin to kind of think through how these articulations would apply to you. Um, at, at a high level, what what the what what the branch rules do um, is to look at kind of actual operating branches, uh, be it a disregarded entity, um, uh, a pass through, or um, um, uh, a true branch uh, that are held by U.S. persons other than a U.S. pass-through. And um, all of those are sort of deemed to be uh, foreign branches. Um, and then income of that foreign branch is foreign branch income, of course. And the regs set out um, to define that by reference to um, uh, what you might think of as kind of FX kind of ideas um, based on what's on the separate books and records of, of that branch on a standalone basis. And for that purpose, you start by ignoring um, transactions that, that are disregarded for U.S. tax purposes between the branch and um, the home office. Um, but then the regs go a step further, and, they, and, and they, they take account of those disregarded transactions. And they, they do so... Um, by adjusting upward or downward, as the case may be, the income that's attributable to the foreign branch um, so that the, the um, U.S. home office's sort of total gross income um, is sort of chopped up between the branch category and, and you know, the general limitation category, as the case may be. And uh, in doing that, you, 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 don't, you don't make adjustments for every disregarded transaction. So disregarded transactions that relate, for example, to the capital investment of the U.S. owner in, into the branch, so equity funding, debt funding, um, or remittances um, are, are ignored. Um, and then um, other sort of passive income um, is also not taken into account. So uh, income from dividends, uh, you know, a guilty inclusion, whatever, sort of skip over the branch. Um, and uh, um, so, so those are kind of the, 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 the two kind of foundational elements uh, to, to sort of begin to process through as you, as you look at these regs is sort of 
know, is it a foreign branch? Is it a foreign operating branch? And then how do you think about what income is attributable to it? Um, other, other sort of rules to point out, I think, and, and really maybe one big one, is that you know, to the extent a disregarded transaction is taken into account for purposes of, of chopping up the gross income of, of the U.S. owner, uh, 42 principles apply. And um, you know, that's probably not something people have thought through in the past. I mean, obviously, a lot of these are transfer price for um, foreign law purposes. Um, but you know, applying kind of U.S. principles to that may may require kind of uh, some more work. Um, on, on the next slide, uh, we have uh, an example. Um, and this example is is taken from the regs. And just to spend a, a couple of minutes on it, um, this example uh, reflects kind of a, a very stark case where um, you have a domestic corporation P that earns $1,000 of gross income, all of which is uh, general limitation income on P's books and records, and none of which is on uh, its foreign branches uh, books and records. Um, uh, none of this income is passive, because otherwise uh, we, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, 400 of it was foreign source income attributable to services performed by employees of the branch, and 600 of it was US source income um, uh, for services performed in the United States. Um, uh, now, in, under the facts of the example, FDE, the disregard, provided services to P in support um, of the foreign source gross income that was generated, and, and it's deemed, it's de, you know, sort of um, hypothesized that that's an arm length, arm's length payment, which again is an important point. Um, um, and, but so, but for the disregarded payment, um, P would have $1,000 of general limitation income, and FD would have none. Um, but because of that disregarded payment, and because it would be allocable um, to the foreign source income, uh, the, the, regs, the regs adjust the um, allocation of income between the foreign branch and the U.S. person, so that um, uh, the, the branch ends up with uh, $400 of uh, Branch income in, in the U.S. Uh, has you know net uh, $600 of um, general limitation income, and so those sorts of transactions go on, of course, all the time. You know, uh, with branches, and sitting down and looking at branches and figuring out well, which of these transactions that are disregarded in the past, you know, now have to kind of be taken into account for purposes of kind of chopping up um, what otherwise might be general limitation income. Is, is probably going to be a, a significant exercise, both in terms of kind of, do I have a branch? And then if I do have a branch, you know, how do I apply those rules? Okay. So we are moving to the Section 78 gross up, uh, which was also part of our package. And with that, specifically 1.78-1. And John, if you could take us through that as well. I think this is sort of quick. It, it, it's um, worth noting simply because it's been of note um, as as you know, the statute has been um, uh, interpreted and, and read and thought about. Um, you know, the, the fundamental point um, it was we mentioned it earlier in the top ten, but it's just that for a fiscal year CFC, it would appear, or uh, based on effective dates, that um, uh, your seventy eight gross up um, uh, would uh, be eligible for two forty five cap A and. The, the the government um, in in these regs has has sort of a changed 
the effective date with respect to Section 78 so that it's on parity with a counter year CFC uh, so that, you know, those rules are coordinated so that you, you, don't, you don't get that result. Um, and, and I think, you know, that was a bit of a surprise to people, um, but it's clearly in the statute and it's worth noting given that it, it's been kind of in conversation um, prior to these regs. Okay, Sean. Transition rules. Uh, Nini, you're going to take us through uh, the coordination with the alphabet of limitation rules. Yeah, thanks, Mike. So I think as people are, you know, going through the, 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 the impact of the changes of the, of the TCJA, um, clearly we have different baskets from what we used to have before the, the tax reform. So the rules, uh, the proposed regs provide rules for um, during the transition, essentially um, with respect to the foreign tax credit carry forward, um, to the extent uh, there's a carry forward in the general basket, um, the question that people used to wonder before is now that we have guilty and and branch basket, what does it mean? You know, will I be able to use the, the carry forward in the general basket in you know for some other for some of these other categories that are new? So the regs basically provide that the the, the foreign tax credit um, carry forwards will generally carry in in the same category as before. But taxpayers have the ability to make an election to treat um, some of the general basket carry forward FTC as a branch basket to the extent um, the taxes would have been in the foreign branch basket had um, there had there been uh, a foreign branch basket pre-tax uh, reform. So I think this is re really helpful for taxpayers who may have earned significant amount of income essentially through the branch and, and create uh, and, and, ha and have a lot of uh, taxes that would have been foreign branch um, taxes in the pre-tax uh, pre reform year. And now um, they have the ability to carry that into the foreign branch to offset future um, branch uh, tax liability. So with that, um, when, when it comes to uh, overall foreign laws, overall domestic laws, and separate limitation um, uh, recapture and accounts, um, basically the, the general rule, again, is, is everything carries in the same uh, category, except that if you make an, an election uh, with respect to the FTC carry forward um, to, to carry some of the general carry, FTC carry forward into uh, the branch basket, then the recapture account uh, uh, or the SLL or the OFL account would have to um, be reassigned uh, to, to a, in the same proportion, essentially. So in, in the next page, Mike, we're, we're showing some um, example of what the, what the carry forward and carry back uh, position would be with, with the with the new rules. So if you start at the at the middle of the page where we have 2018 tax year, the middle of the page is the, the guilty um, FTC. So any excess guilty credits um, obviously will not be able to carry back or carry forward. And the transition rule is very clear that that's not going to change anything. Nothing is going to get carried into the guilty basket or anything like that. So when you look at the, the branch basket um, and, and you look to the 
to, to carry back the, the excess branch foreign tax credit, then it will carry back as a, as a general um, basket since pre to that 2018, there's only general and there's no branch basket. And then the, the carry forward would be in the branch basket. Then when you look back to pre-2018 period and you have general basket, um, excess credit, carry forward uh, to, to, to the discussion earlier, then taxpayer has the election, the, the ability to elect um, to, to carry some of that into the foreign branch basket. Okay, Nini. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like more information about this topic, please email the speakers. Their email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you. Mm -hmm.